What is up, Fight Fans? Welcome back to another episode of the MMA Anomaly Podcast. I am your host, Olin, aka MMA Anomaly. And of course, welcome back, Crude Analysis, or one half of Crude Analysis, Tien. Glad to be here. Glad to hear. Thank you, brother. Thank you for uh, for getting us back on here, man. <clears throat> a lot, a lot of great things to talk about, man. I think this past week was a was a barn burner of of amazing content, man. And I'm excited to come back. Hey, welcome back, MMA this year, right? Welcome first back, MMA this year, dude. Oh. First fight of the year, getting things started off with a bang. Solid be, card, solid <clears throat> card to get things going. I'll be and, mad. Uh, I'll, I'll, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I'm sorry, brother. I'll be mad if Uncle Dana doesn't give us enough more content for the rest of the year here. Yeah. Oh, bro, we'll was... be getting plenty of content. Um, you know what, though? We're going to blacklist Dana. We're not going to mention him for the rest of the podcast. Uh, you know what? Well, I, I, I'm a big fan of Native Americans, you know, part Cherokee mm. myself, but mm. not a fan of the Slapaho tribe. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the only tribe that that guy's in. So no more Dana White for the rest of the podcast. No more. And, uh, you know... Before we move off the subject of Dana White, can we actually just say he missed the boat when it comes to uh, Francis Ngannou? Oh, my gosh. But that's not the only breaking news we have, guys. We actually do have more breaking news. The homie Emiliano will actually be joining the stream today. Joining the MMA Anomaly Podcast. Let's go, Emiliano. Go ahead and give yourself an intro here. Let's go. Hard to follow that up, MMA Anomaly. What's up, crude analysis? What's up, MMA fam? How we doing? Ah, Let's go. Let's go. Life's good to see Emiliano on on mic here, man. This is a blessing today. It's great to see faces. It's great to see them out. Appreciate you guys. Let's go. Let's go. So... Without further ado, let's go ahead and address the biggest elephant in the room before we even break down these uh, these three fights that we talked about here and what's next for these gentlemen. Um, Francis Ngannou is now out of the UFC. He is uh, essentially a free agent. What are what are your thoughts on this, Emiliano? Why don't you go ahead and start us off? My gut reaction is I'm sad. I'm sad. I, I you hate to see such a talented, such a great story, a great champion in the UFC depart after years of negotiations and contract disputes, and yeah, yeah, uh, not the best start to the year. Um, but like me and Crude were talking about before mm-hmm. we hopped on here, there's a good consolation prize to this whole scenario. Uh, but my gut reaction is I'm going to miss Francis a lot. Excited to see what he's going to go do. Maybe go get the bag. Maybe do a good big boxing match, or go sign with the PFL and Jake Paul's new league over there. We'll see, but I'm gonna miss him. He's a great champion. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, sorry, sorry to follow base off there uh, MMA, but you know, just like Emiliano and I were kind of talking in the in the background there. You know, it's, I think it's kind of sad. You know, like it's it's sad when you have a uh, a fighter with such skill and at the same time such an amazing story. You know, like to have a guy that's it really seems like he came out of nowhere. But you know, even with the experiences of his you know beginning to to to, to MMA and him losing certain fights to him kind of going to where he is now and being the devastator he is, it's it's sad. I mean, you know, it's it's. It's rare to get that in in MMA in general, but it's also rare to get that in you know heavyweight to have such skill. And yeah, I mean, it, it's gonna be sad. It's gonna be sad. But like Emilian was saying, we got a lot of uh, greatness coming behind that. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we'll see more of him. I mean, if he gets to boxing, hey man, you know, if he wants to give himself against Tyson Fury, <laughs> a sacrifice. I mean, 
<laughs> That's all it would know. be. It would be. It would literally be a human sacrifice at that point. I, I don't want to see him fight Tyson Fury. There's no part of me that wants to see him fight Tyson Fury. If he if he goes the boxing route, like go knock Jake Paul out. That'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> but even even Jake Paul, like the kid, the kid's footwork has improved. I, I mean, but the thing is, like Jake can land a hundred strikes and Francis can land one, and it's mm. a worse it's a worse night for Jake. <laughs> so if he does go the boxing route, like real talk, I think style for style, the best matchup that makes sense for him is going to be, you know, the bomber dude to this day. Mm. <laughs> That would be crazy. Deontay Wilder, right? Like, I, I think that that would be a fun fight. Um, that's a winnable fight for Francis Ngannou. Mm. But even then, I think if you run that fight 10 times in simulation, I think seven out of 10 times, Deontay wins that fight. Um, I would agree. So I, I think it's, I, I think the smartest move for him is to stay in mixed martial arts. Um, rub, rub it in the UFC's face uh, for letting him go and go win that million dollars at PFL. Who's going to compete with him? I don't honestly no, like yeah. and and realistically like he can negotiate <laughs> but he can negotiate a contract too like I think Anthony Pettis was making um basically like what was he making like 450,000 or something like that per fight for the wow. PFL so like that's why a lot of people are like oh no wonder he wasn't trying that hard he doesn't need to win the million he's getting paid a million to fight twice across the season anyways <laughs> like, it's fine so you imagine if Francis is able to negotiate like a, a 500 and 500 deal, like oh, he fights my. twice across the season, he gets a million dollars guaranteed. And then when he fights and wins that third time, he gets the million for winning plus the 500 K for, for fighting. He would essentially win $2.5 million across a one year time span. That'd be sick for him. That'd be so, yeah. And again, and it seems like it, that's I what, think, it seems like that's what took him away from the UFC, right? I mean, it's all mm -hmm. about money contract disputes someone's going to back up it, the ring truck for him. So it's all money. It's all money for him right now. And I don't blame him. Like the, I think the craziest thing about this isn't the fact that like we're losing this. Honestly, he looks like a combat character. Like if, if I told you, all right, Tien, Emiliano, I want you, we're going to do an exercise here. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I want you to picture the scariest fucking, like just badass heavyweight you could imagine. Okay. Just like the, the craziest, strongest, freakish like athletic looking guy in the world you probably imagine francis and ganu are pretty where like so, somewhere close to that and, oh, yeah. Yeah. and then on top of the yeah. fact that he looks the part mm. right like i love daniel cormier but he didn't look the part right mm -hmm. when he was dominating heavyweight or light heavyweight francis 100 looks like that guy he looks mm -hmm. like they pulled him out of a comic book and not to mention, he's also really fucking good. He happens to be the best heavyweight in the world right now. So this is the first time that we're going to see the best heavyweight in the world fighting outside of the UFC. And it's because mm. of money. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me. Mm. Like we're, yeah. we're not seeing the best in the world fight in the UFC anymore for the first time. Let me, let me, and that's uh, huge. That's the thing. Let me follow that first up time, yeah. real quick. So I'm kind of curious on a question here. Do you guys feel like there will ever be a moment in time where where contracts will be negotiated the way that I don't I wouldn't even say boxing because there's a lot of money in boxing obviously but like you're saying with PFA there's 50-50 deals. I know MMA is a huge huge bargaining chip. I mean they have such 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 I mean UFC in general they have such content and every single fight I mean there's so much money that comes in even a, a regular fight night not even a main pay per view fight. 
I mean, there's, I, I feel like there's enough for them to be able to actually push um, at least a sizable contract. But do you feel like that would ever be something that, um, and I know we say we want to bring it up, but Mr. D-Man would actually uh, do their <laughs> MMA? or do you, I, I, mean, I don't think that he'll like, ever well, pay 50% of the, the wages to the UFC fighters. I just don't think he will. Um, I mean, you heard it. You heard how he feels about that regard literally on, I think Wednesday or Thursday when he did the media day, they asked him like, will he step away? Will he be punished in the fact that like he will be forced to step away? And he said himself that if he was forced to step away, the fighters suffer, the product suffers. Dana white is so deluded that he thinks he is the fucking product and he's not, Mm. he's not, he's not the boss anymore either. Yeah. He's not the boss anymore. Fucking Mickey Mouse is the is the boss now. Yeah, Sir Walt. Oh boy, huh. like swear, dude. Mickey's <laughs> Mickey's the man now. Like the house of mouse. And realistically, they're they're trying to essentially section off ESPN and, and get them detached from the Disney name. Why do you think that is? Yeah. That seems a bit sudden, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anything about that until recently. So I mean. There's there's a lot of a lot of things that are happening behind the scenes, and I think within the next year and a half, the the big bald guy that every year looks a lot more like Kingpin from Marvel Comics is probably not going to be running the show anymore. It'll probably be uh, Hunter Campbell, and like the other two guys, the matchmakers will stick around. Mick Maynard and Sean Shelby, they're doing a great job for the yeah, most part. There's some mismatches every now and then, but you know yeah. nobody's perfect. Fair, yeah. Every no, weekend I, fights on every weekend. Yeah, it's you might miss a couple. And I think just my two cents here uh, before I let you jump in, Crude. I feel like Please. some of the big differences with the UFC versus like a PFL, at least with Jake Paul is acknowledging and things I'm noticing, it's um, the, the pay-per-view aspect. Like any other organization, it's going to be hard to compete with the pay-per-views, the numbers, things like that. Um, I, I also think there's an opportunity, but this is where Walt Disney comes in, where Jake Paul mentions um, like allowing fighters to have their own sponsorship deals or like them being able to be their own advertisements or getting deals where like in the UFC, you can't, you only can wear Venom. You can only do certain things. That is an interesting door that maybe could be opened. Maybe there'll be enough pressure and just other organizations, other competition in today's society where it's like, Hey, I'm my own brand. You know, if I'm Sugar Sean O'Malley, I'm bringing the sugar show. Like, I should have an opportunity to get more brand deals. But if the UFC is smart, they're just going to pay these people anyways. I think they know who's worth the big money, who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the sponsorship's big. I think the pay-per-view aspect. Uh, but in Ghana, my, you know, Jake Paul, Nate Diaz, where's he going to sign? There's big names out there that can really make some splashes. I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. But, hey, as long as it benefits the fighters or they can negotiate better, I'm all for it. Yeah, no, I, I I love that. I love that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There, uh, I mean, I love that. I, I I can't agree more. I mean, I think, I think that's what makes it <clears throat> as exciting as it is right now to be watching um, any mixed martial arts. You know, I mean, as much as people may hate a guy like Jake Paul, I think what was great was he kind of brought out the idea again that you can make big bucks even just on a standard fight, and it may look like an ex. I mean, in the beginning it seemed like exhibition fights, right? But now it seems like he's more serious about it, and it's great because. The more serious he gets, the more opportunity of serious fighters actually going in there and trying to fight as well. I mean, I think even in his last one, he had 
he had actually a pro bout, like a pro fighting bout with um, different types of. I mean, it wasn't him. I think it was the last one was the KSI one, but they had like a pro fighters yep. fighting on that one as well. So I mean, you know, I, I think as as more and more um, popularity kind of goes into the sport, I feel like that's slowly going to get um, at least fighters to understand that they should be getting paid what they deserve. I mean, it's kind of sad that you know you you'll hear about how there's certain fighters that don't even pull in. Um, anything after their fights because they have to pay their trainers, pay medical, you know, expenses. I mean, you know, even the the the, the certain fighters that are you know banking on the 50 Gs if they end up you know knocking someone out or doing you know an insane knockout or takedown or or, or choke. I mean, it's it's crazy because even with those, that's not guaranteed. You know, there could be another fighter that has even better knockout than you, and because of that, you're not going to be getting it. So, I mean, I I think right now it's just it's a very peculiar time. It's kind of unique to me because it's almost reflecting the way generation like the generation is kind of going as well i mean you know you kind of talk about how old old wealth was and how people kind of acknowledge how money was you know it was really slow and now the way it is now it's like you know you can make money quick and i, I feel like that's the reason why i got like francis as great as he is you know and as as amazing as we like to see him in the ufc i mean that's that's what's great about him you know he's he understands how much money he could really make and you know, I think we're, we both agree, or we all agree on that, that, you know, he deserves it as well. It is kind of a shame, though, but. Oh, 100%. I mean, he he's literally the best heavyweight in the world. Um, I love Steve Amiotrix as much as the next guy, you know, as Joey Diaz says, fucking immigrant mentality. Um, <laughs> love, 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 love that guy. But he's he's been radio silent for the last, like, year and a half. Francis has been out of the UFC for a handful of days and all of a sudden steve is like all right ohio he's ready to fight you know like i mean he, Who are he's, you, man? he's ready to fight all of a sudden it's like it's it's like you know that homer simpson gif where he like disappears into the bushes the opposite of that he's all hello <laughs> hello there <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I could go on and on about the, the ridiculousness of the heavyweight division. And uh, honestly, the light heavyweight division right underneath it, too, is a freaking mess, too. But uh, without further ado, we are going to go ahead and jump into what happened on Saturday and what we think should be next for the winners of the three fights that we discussed on our last episode. So the first one we're going to go through here is Sean Strickland versus Nasruddin Imavov. Um, good Lord. I'm just going to go ahead and, and just take the lead on this one. I, I was wrong. Okay. I mean, we didn't talk about Sean Strickland versus Nasruddin Imavov. We talked about Kelvin Gaslam versus Nasruddin Imavov. But off the air, I thought I, I was talking up a storm saying that I thought it was an easier match. I thought Sean Strickland coming off of a loss just four weeks prior. How good of a camp could he actually have coming into this? Um, and Nasruddin is just a knockout machine. He's a finisher. I thought for sure he was going to be able to get it done, but across the distance, he simply was not. And not only that, Sean Strickland, across 25 minutes, he looked just dominant for the most part. Um, I mean, significant strikes landed 182 compared to 123. Total strikes landed 194 compared to 131, all in favor of Sean Strickland. You're looking at takedowns. Nasruddin went 0 for 1. Sean Strickland went 1 for 1. 100% takedown percentage. Let's go. Um, I mean, the guy looked good. People call him a jab merchant, and, and that that's fine. 
Um, I've posted the meme of him standing exactly like iCarly in that one episode where she did the MMA match. Um, I didn't watch iCarly, but I saw it floating around Twitter and I had to retweet it. You know, sorry. You know, um, he literally has the same exact stance as like that girl in that episode. It's wild. Um, so, I mean, I think I speak for all of us when I say nobody thought Sean Strickland was going to win that fight going into it, but he did. So, I'm just going to come out and say, uh, who do I think should be next for him? going to throw a curveball at you guys here. Um, I think Paolo Costa versus Sean Strickland makes a lot of sense. I was thinking the same thing. That'd be insane. I think think that's a good good next fight to make. I agree. All right. I agree. Who wants to to go next and dive into this one? Um. I can jump in, Emiliano, because I, I feel like you're going to give us a great great little uh, comment. Let's on go, that. T. You know, I, I, found, I found that, I mean, I agree with you guys. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. I feel like it's it's weird when you see people kind of step out of their game when they're, like, what they're kind of used to when it kind of comes to fighting, you know? And I feel like um, Strickland did such a great job into fighting his fight, and Imovov kind of fell off out of it, you know? And I feel like, I, I don't know, throughout the fight, even when I was kind of watching it, it almost seemed like, uh, Imovov was kind of just allowing Strickland to really kind of get into his form. You know, as I think it was like third or fourth round, even the commentators were saying, it's like, wow, he's actually starting to heat up. Like Strickland was heating up. And it, I think, I mean, it's kind of a an add-on to that. I mean, you know, he did just go go through a five-round uh, with Kananier, like you said, about a month ago. So, you know, I, I, I feel like even though he did kind of go through a war, I mean, it's still somewhat fresh, you know? Um, and... I mean, it was it was nuts to me. I mean, I I, I agree with you, uh, MMA. I th- I thought Imovov was gonna take it, but um, I do think that ten pounds was a little bit of a bonus as well. Even though, you know, um, weight usually is kind of like the the negative in it. I mean, I feel like Sean kind of came in there fresh and with the weight that he was comfortable with, so he didn't really have to lose any weight. And I felt like that really helped as well. You know, I feel like he kind of came in sharp. Um, you know, I I think Imovov had a, had a couple chances. I think if he kept using his knees, um, I really think he could have had a chance to at least kind of get a little bit closer. Um, but I feel like every single time they were right in the middle of the ring, I mean, I think Strickland was just piecing him up, just absolutely piecing him up. Um, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think <clears throat> if Costa really is healthy, um, I would love to see that fight. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Um, I, I just find it really, really hard to kind of fight within the top top five i guess you could say right now you know like um Pereira. i mean strickland did not look like he deserved it either with the, even with his swinging so i mean it's kind of hard i mean I, I don't even know if he would be able to do anything without asanya so i think like i agree with you i think costa would probably be like the next fit and even after costa i mean we'll see where he goes from there um but yeah no i mean i think it was an absolute great fight um you know cheers to both of them they did a great job but yeah strickland pulled it out Absolutely. Let's hear it, Nano. I love that. Love that analysis from the crude boy. Uh, yeah, honestly, I, 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 Sean Strickland is an MMA anomaly in himself. I don't think, I think Eric posted a good little comment here, but I don't think anybody fights better in a phone booth than Sean Strickland does. This man is different. He fights like this every day in training and sparring. And uh, man, it was it was interesting to see Imovov, who, like Olin, you mentioned, you know, you thought he's probably more well-rounded. 
can come in and try to establish, you know, his himself on the feet. Uh, but Strickland would just sit there, walk right through it, uh, weather the storm, and was just able to keep the volume on him. And Imovov just really couldn't find his ways in and got stunned a couple times hard throughout the fight. Uh, yeah, Strickland's an animal. He's an MMA anomaly. <laughs> um, and yeah, honestly, I think Costa... Costa or Whitaker, that fight did just get scrapped. They both need a dance partner. And when you look at the top five, I like Martin Vittori, but I've been seeing them train together. So I don't think that fight's, I don't know if they would be willing to do that. But Rob needs a dance partner, and so does Paulo. I think both of those fights would be fireworks. Uh, obviously, yeah, well, yeah, Strickland is coming off a couple wins. I was going to say, I don't know if Rob's too much, but. I, I would sign up for Paula over Strickland. Two uh, two solid forces in the in the middleweight here. Um, colliding would be fun to see. Imovov, you know, still still a talented fighter. I don't think his stock goes down too much in my book. Maybe seeing him fight Gaslam would maybe be a good one to run it back. Um, or anyone in the bottom, you know, twelve through fifteen here. You know, Chris Curtis, maybe another good dance partner. One of Strickland's training buddies, but uh, all around, very impressed with Strickland, and uh, I think I agree with you all. Let's see Paulo Costa at 284. I, I don't disagree with some of your picks. Um, I think Sean Strickland would be willing to fight Marvin Vittori. I think Marvin Vittori would have a harder time crossing that line with a friend um, than Sean Strickland. Sure. I feel like Sean Strickland would beat the fucking friend if he owed him a dollar. Like... <laughs> If, there, if there's 50k on yeah. the line, he's gonna kill a guy. He'll be like, "Yeah, I want to be the first guy to, to kill a person in there." He's literally said that. Um, yeah. So yeah, he'd, he'd beat the crap out of a friend. Why not? He's like, you know, I'll beat you up and then I'll buy you a beer afterwards. You know, um, that's just how Sean Strickland is. So I, I think he would. I think he'd take that fight. Uh, I think another good fight that you mentioned is just running back Nasruddin Imovov versus Kelvin Gaslam. I think that makes sense. It was scheduled for a reason. I don't think the matchmakers made a mistake with that. I think Kelvin probably would have been a better test for him, you know, for that top 15 threshold and to see where he should go from here. Um, so, yeah, I think I think those are the fights to make, right? Like, let's see Paolo Costa go in there against crazy Sean Strickland. The crazy American versus the crazy Brazilian secret juice versus no weightlifting and just sparring all the freaking time. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll run back that Nasruddin Imovov versus Kelvin, the gas tank Gastelum fight. I just want to see and Kelvin then, uh, back in there, man. He's had a bad oh, God. streak of luck. Yeah, I was, I was, you know what's funny? I was just about to ask you guys about that. I mean, I, I know so uh, many pullouts. He's had I like 14 had pullouts in the UFC, I believe. Yeah, I had seen something you had posted on Twitter about yeah. that, and I was just kind of curious from from that perspective from you guys. Do you guys feel like he'd be able to come back, you know, healthy from that? I mean, did it look? I mean, kind of did look like an infection. Well, yeah, yes, he, he, he right? definitely had staph infection staff, on his right? face, yeah, and and insane. he's had staph, I think, like five times. Mm. Uh, I would switch gyms. <laughs> like, I would really switch gyms if I got staff infection five times. I'm just, I'm changing fight teams. I don't know, dude. Or, or maybe it's not you, it's me. I don't know. I'm switching body wash. I don't know what the hell he needs to do, but um, yeah, I, I would love to see Kelvin come back. I don't know how he looks when he comes back because it has been some time. And if you look at who his losses are to makes sense. Like he's fought tough opposition. If you look at who the, the wins are against, uh, I mean, none of those guys are contenders or even in the UFC anymore. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. Tim Kennedy, 
do your thing, defend the country, but you're not a UFC fighter anymore. Um, and you know, Calvin was losing that fight until he wasn't. So <laughs> there's just there's a lot of things to look at with that. Um, I I, I want to see Calvin back because like that's one of the first seasons that me and Mary watched of The Ultimate Fighter, and we loved watching that yeah, season. Like Chael Sonnen as a coach yeah. was absolutely incredible. Um, one of the best quotes of all time. Maybe I'll cue it up and play it on here sometime if I don't get DCMA'd. I don't own the rights to any videos I play on here. They belong to the UFC or the House of Mouse. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we will go ahead and jump into the next fight of the three. We had Dan 50K Ige going in against Damon Jackson. Again, I couldn't have been more wrong on this one. Uh, T, you backed me up. That was a fucking mistake because I was wrong. <laughs> I'll ride with you into war, brother. You know, that's what it is. I'll ride with you into I, I war. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, brother. the same. I thought the same with you, man. I I did not expect that at all. T, I mean, we'll let we you lead. Though, we'll let you lead this one, bro. We should have. I'm not even gonna lie to you, Milan. We were talking about it before. We said it. This guy has bricks for hands, but we felt like <laughs> Damon had it as well. I mean, Damon has everything all around. I mean, he, you know, I feel like Damon should have did more with at least trying to push him towards the, you know, the cage a little bit. Actually, try to apply some pressure to see if maybe he can take him down, but. You know, I think I think he again. I think he is. It was almost like Imovov. He allowed uh, Ige to get too comfortable, bro. He allowed him to get way too comfortable. And there was a couple of those punches. Like there was this one in the second round, I think. And as soon as he did it, you could just see Damon Jackson's face all inked out. Like it was just that one good click. And I think that was, as soon as he got that, it was like Damon was Damon knew. Like I need to do something. And I think he started getting a little bit too loose. You know. And, man, he fell right into it. He fell right into that swinging. Yeah, man. Um, Dan, if you ever listen to us, we apologize, brother. We, we should have <laughs> known, man. 50 Gs, baby. 50 Gs. We should have We known. apologize for the disrespect. <laughs> but, man, no, he, he's amazing. He is an absolute stud. I mean, and, you know, even with it, I, I'm trying to actually look up right now. I want to actually see in terms of the rankings for him because I feel like right now, He's fought a lot within the, the the top as well. So the you're talking about right? the rankings for Ige? For featherweight, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's fought within the the, the, the top. Like, here I got you. I'll share. I'll present my screen for you right that. now, brother. Yeah, yeah. I looked that up. So all right, we have here. Boom. Okay, so far right here, Danny Ige oh, sitting yeah. at number thirteen. So do you Ooh. think he deserves somebody above him or below him? We'll start brother. there. I, li- I like I like B Mitchell, man. I like That's Mitchell. I have I that written deserves. down. You, it's not going to show deserves. up, but I have it written down on my on my little notepad, my handy dandy notepad think, here. I think okay. So out of out of golly, bro, out of that top ten, that's freaking nuts, man. Every one of those fighters are studs. I, I mean, I'm just going to come out the gates and say I agree with you on the first thing you said. I literally have it written down on my notepad. Yeah. Bryce Mitchell is the one to make, mm-hmm. and I think if you know, if you don't give him Bryce Mitchell. You give him uh, Chan Sung Jung, which I believe he's had a match against. If I'm, if memory serves me right, he he lost to him, correct? He lost to him, correct? Back in give him a rematch against the Korean correct. Zombie. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he, he lost a unanimous lost decision. That was a 25 minute fight. Give him that fight again with 25 minutes on the clock. I think he does better this time. I like that. Yeah, he's lost to two guys in the top ten. He also lost to Josh Emmett after losing to Chang Sung. So yeah, I mean, that hey, was, he's, he's but that Emmett fight that was a uh, that was a split decision, was it not? Is that the one I thought he gave one? It looks or no, like, it was a oh no, it was a unanimous, unanimous decision. 
I'll have to go back and rewatch that fight. I might be thinking of a different fight, but if I'm not mistaken, oh no, I think never mind, never mind. I'm thinking of uh, Calvin Cater. Definitely thinking of Calvin Cater. That Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett fight was uh, razor thin, but I thought Calvin Cater won that fight. That's a that's another story for another podcast episode. <laughs> I like Danny <laughs> Gay, and it's one of those things. I guess for me going into it, I usually don't like to look at their trailing fights, but a part of me is. Mm-hmm was thinking which Ige is going to show up today. You know, coming off three losses, two guys in the top ten. Okay, you know, maybe that's where, you know, the talent's still there. Uh, Damon Axon Jackson, again, coming off four wins. His last loss was to a heavy-handed Ilya Tapuria. So maybe I probably sh- should have seen that scenario playing out where, hey, another heavy-handed 50K fighter who wants to come put it on you might have just been too much for Damon Axon Jackson. And that's really how it went. I, I really liked how uh, Dan set up that finishing combo with the body shot, the right hook to the body, and then coming up top upstairs with the left hand to put all uh, Damon Jackson to sleep. It was uh, it was a good finish, good performance by Dan Ike. Love to see him getting back in the win column. And like we're all saying, I mean, hey, there's a couple guys he wants to get some fights back with, but honestly, I think Bryce Mitchell might be the best stepping stone for now. And if he can get through there, then maybe you give him someone in the top. I completely agree. Um, I, I think, honestly, Bryce Mitchell would be a really good test for him, like you said. And then if he beats Bryce Mitchell, then you give him the Chan Sung Jung rematch, dependent on where Chan Sung Jung is sitting in the rankings. Um, I would assume by then, if he doesn't fight or if he loses again, he's going to drop below Danny Gay at that point. So then, you know, at that point, we'll look into other people for him to fight. Maybe like a... Uh, I don't know, a Josh Emmett rematch. That'd be a fun one, too. Um, That'd be good. It'd be a really fun one. Uh, Both those guys are sluggers and, you know, never, never not fun to watch those two fight. So we have uh, a new viewer. We got Bill Henricks, Mr. Bill H. And he wants to know our thoughts on Charles Johnson. So um, I'll Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll lead the the scope on this one here. I'm just going to come out and say it. You know, the young man said it himself. Muhammad Makhayev said, when you fight me, I change your life. I change your career. He did it. He changed his career. Uh, the guy lost a unanimous decision to one Muhammad Makhayev. He's the, the guy that Muhammad couldn't finish. And since then, Charles Johnson has gotten a decision win over Zalgez Zumagilov, as well as a dominant win over Jimmy Flick. Um, this was Jimmy Flick's first time back in, I believe, two years, maybe a little over two years. But Jimmy did look pretty promising back when he did fight. Uh, he had that one really nice flying triangle, if you remember. Charles Johnson just got, he got it done, man. I, uh, I'll i be honest. I, I bet against him. I didn't think Charles was actually going to get it done. I don't know why. <laughs> a lapse in judgment. Apparently, I had a lot of those for this last fight card. Um, you know, we had three weeks off, though, so I was rusty. It's okay. I'll get better. I'll do better next time. That being said, Charles Johnson landed 44 strikes to seven, 34 significant strikes to seven. Um, As soon as he landed that first hook, I believe, or maybe it was just like a quick straight, the second Charles Johnson landed that hit on Flick, um, he turned Jimmy the brick Flick into a pebble instead of a brick. Like the guy was just, he, he, Mm -hmm. you could tell it had been two years since he had a fight. And I think that's something that a lot of people who, uh, you know, have never competed don't really realize, right? Like, there's a vast difference in getting yourself into a professional fight versus sparring and training and things like that. Um, You know, sparring, if I'm going against you, I want you to get better. 
right? I'm going 40, 50% max. If we're in a tournament setting or, or a professional setting, the difference in me throwing a leg kick, I'm not throwing a leg kick to, to see if it would have connected where it's supposed to connect. I'm throwing a leg kick as if my leg is an axe and your leg is a tree. I want to chop into it. And then after I chop into it, I know where I hit because now you've got a little size point, right? I know where I hit. I'm going to keep hitting it over and over and over again. Same thing with my punches, right? If we're sparring, I'm just peppering you up. I want to know like one, two, three. Oh, I would have connected two out of three of those, Emiliano. Did you catch that? Awesome. That way, next time I throw it, hopefully you block it. Whereas again, even if you're my best friend, if we're in a tournament setting or, or an actual professional or a fight setting, God forbid, I'm trying to take your head off, right? I'm not trying to tap the tip of your, trend, your chin. I'm, I'm trying to make sure that my fist goes through the back of your head if I connect to your chin, right? That's how you win fights. And that's exactly what happened in this fight with Charles Johnson. He was landing big shots. And the second he did start landing those big shots, he made them count. Um, the only negative thing I will say about this, and it has nothing to do with Charles Johnson, um, the officiating seemed a bit whack. It was a very weird early stoppage. Um, it actually looked like Jimmy Flick may have been throwing up a, uh, and, and again, nothing was sunk in, right? But the ref did stop it before anything could get sunk in, but it did look like he was going to try and throw up a, uh, triangle from the bottom or an omoplata. And then the ref ran in and stopped it as he was transitioning. So kind of a weird stoppage for me. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that or not, Bill Hendricks, uh, please let me know in the chat below, but yeah, I, I did think it was a great fight, uh, especially for Charles Johnson. I'd like to see Jimmy Flick back a little earlier, though, uh, just to see if he still got something in him, you know? And I agree with you. I, I agree like with that. you, Bill. Uh, it, it was a, an early stoppage, but it did save damage. He had gotten split open, um, and I, I do think it probably would have been more of the same. Either of you guys want to add something? Yeah, I would say thanks for asking the question, Bill. Um, yeah, I think Charles Johnson was very impressive. I am learning more about him right now, watching some of these highlights. He seems to be having really good uh, distance management. It looks really clean on his feet. Stuff that uh, takedown flipped over on top and showed to be really dominant with the ground and pound. Love to see him take maybe another step up in competition. Uh, he's 32 years old, so you know if you're going to start making a run, might as well do it now. Uh, but yeah, let's see him take another step here and uh, get another heavy hitter here in the division. In a stacked division, I should say. Yeah. No, I I, I, uh, I kind of kind of piggyback off that. I totally agree. <clears throat> I think he's uh, he's doing really, really great. I mean, he, if you even look at his losses, like you were saying, uh, MMA, I mean, Muhammad Makaev is not a, a bad guy to lose to, you know. The same thing with Brandon Roy Val. I mean... I, I like Brandon Royval. I mean, you know, even even uh, before he fought Brandon Moreno, I think he was, you know, at least one of those guys that I thought was going to be a contender. So, I mean, I, I, I think he's fought really, really great competition, and, and, and the guys that he's lost to, it's not really that bad either. So, I mean, I, I would want to see if he can step up. Yeah, no, 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 we agree. Definitely agree with you there, Bill. I, I think if he can get in and, and possibly fight a, a top 15 contender, that'd be great. Um, I don't mean to cut into the dance here, but I got two words for you. Tim Elliott. I don't know why, but like that just makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up just a little bit. I feel like that would be a really good fight. Um, and I don't know why I feel like, like Charles, Charles Johnson's a very weird guy, the way that he fights. And Tim Elliott's a very weird guy, the way that he fights. I feel like that would be a really good test for him. Um, 
We've got one guy that's, and I hate to say this about Tim Elliott because I'm a big fan. We got one guy that's kind of on the way down and one guy that's definitely on the way up. Um, if you don't give him a Tim Elliott, I think the next best thing is probably a Sumu Darji. Um, the guy that fought Matt Schnell and was beating him up until Matt Schnell got the biggest comeback of the year last year. Uh, I think that'd be a really good fight for him. Let's see what Bill weighs in with. Let's see. Uh, I'd like to see him fight another striker. He has fought three straight grapplers. Okay. All right. All right. All right, Bill. Let's see. Fair I'm not going to, I'm not going to say Matt Schnell. Cause that's my guy. I can't feed Matt Schnell to that guy. Um, <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll give you a bone here, Bill. How about Jeffrey Molina? Mr. Jeff mm-hmm. Molina himself. I think that's a fun fight. And if you want a striker versus Charles, let's, uh, let's see how he does against free Molina. What do you think, Bill? Personally, I think. Actually, you know, that's see, that's hard though. You said Jeff's Jeffrey's on a ten fight win streak. He is. Jesus. Okay, never mind. Jeff, you got to give Jeffrey somebody ranked above him. Sorry, I can't do that to Jeffrey. I I revoked that. I revoked that as an option. Fuck. <laughs> 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 um. Manel Cop, he's he's up and down, right? We can give him Manel Cop, but that's way too far of a step up. Number nine, yeah. Bill, we might be out of luck. He might have to, he might have to fight another grappler, my guy. If you want a top fifteen, to break in, you think, yeah, he, do- you think he dominates Molina? Oh wow! All Bill, right, not, hot hey, take, no. Bill, hot, hot take, Timmy here. Bill, I like I your biasness right now. I'm liking these opinions. They're, 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 they, they seem to come in sharp. I like it. That wouldn't have been a fun fight for Flick. My God. Because I feel like I feel like uh Molina's got really heavy hands. And his his leg kicks are disgusting. So again, he would have chopped wood and just beat face. So it wouldn't have been fun. It wouldn't have been a fun night for Flick. Then again, I mean, Saturday night didn't seem like it was a fun night for Flick either. So <laughs> um Yeah, I think uh I think we're safe to say we can move on from the Dan Ege versus Damon Jackson fight. And uh, the the next fight that we are going to talk about here, last but my goodness, certainly not least, we had Mr. Umer Nurmagomedov going in there against Howney Barcelos. And I have to say something outright before we even jump into this, okay? Going into this fight, or actually not even going into this fight, after he got the knockout, People were saying online, like, oh, wow, I mean, that was an easy knockout for him, blah, blah, blah. They gave him someone with a with a, a glass chin. I saw people saying that Howney Barcelos had a glass chin. Correct me if I'm wrong. Please, somebody call me out on the stats if I'm wrong here. But has Howney Barcelos ever been knocked out before that? I don't think so. I don't think so. No. How is that a comment? <laughs> I don't understand that argument at all. People just love to hate on uh, on anyone whose last name is Nurmagomedov, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that being said, T, I, I can tell you're itching to get in. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Let's hear it. Oh, man, I love this guy. I love this guy. Um, I love anyone last name Nurmagomedov at this point. I think these guys come in and they just know what they're doing, man. It's insane. You know, what's crazy is I really thought that he – he was actually going to be coming in and actually trying to do any like a potential takedown, but for him to just stand on his feet and actually be um, looking sharp, you know, and, and you know, uh, even even with uh, was it Rayoni or Barcelos, I guess you could say, 
man, I mean, he was he was doing pretty good too. I can't knock him out. I mean, he had a couple good kicks on him. I think there was a a kick within the first minute or second minute that was like a pretty solid high kick, and it looked like he got him pretty good. But I mean, these these guys, man, these Nurmagomedovs, they have insane chins, insane chins, and that way that he set that up, bro, from a kick right into a oh my goodness, right into a punch that knocked him clean, man. I mean, I I think this guy's insane. I, really I think do. so too. I think he's he's real deal. I mean, if he's not next up, I mean, he has to be at this point, right? He looks insanely sharp. in 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 terms of you know being in a in a in a, I would say if not, and I think we kind of talked about this MMA. Maybe maybe you can kind of give us more uh, info on this as well, Miliano. Bantamweight's insane weight class right now. Yeah, that's like the most fun oh, weight man. class I feel like right now. These guys, I mean. These guys are running in there and just destroying. I mean, from top, from 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 the top ten, is really insane. Um, in terms of fighters that I feel like who's he next might be able to get next, man. I mean, and and just just so you know, the pronunciation I put it up on the screen for you. It's how knee, how knee. Thank you, brother. How knee. I got you, brother. Uh, how knee, how knee, Barcelos. How many Barcelos? You did a great job. If you ever hear this, I mean, you know that fight was great, man. That fight was great. It sucks. It sucks. Hey, man, you gotta you gotta sweep your feet off and you gotta get back in there. You know. Facts. I think, so. Who's who's think, next? Who's next for a When it comes to fighters right now, man, um, it's hard. I feel like there's a lot of studs that are still out there right now. Um, there is. I mean, there is. top fifteen. Are you gonna be going into the back end of top fifteen? Is that what he deserves right now? So maybe a guy like Chris. <sighs> He's Kishiris eleven right or, now. He's already 11, he's 11 bro. Oh, he's already 11, bro. <laughs> he's 11, and they haven't updated the ranking since Saturday, my, uh, from what I've seen, really. So he, him, he could he could catch a jump. Throw him the greatest yeah. guy I want him to fight right now, which is Mr. Song Yudong. I want him to go That's in there exactly and swing and bang with Song. Dude, I, I feel like if he if he wants to go in there and do a good swing and bang type of fight, then I think that would be it. And if it comes into a comp, you know, uh, an opportunity of even potentially doing a grapple war. I mean, you know, Song's not that bad off his feet either, so he's, I, I he's not. That'd be, that'd be an amazing fight, and even in that last fight, for, bro, I, I I feel like Song, if they just would have gave him a little bit more time, he would have he would have destroyed him. Uh, I'm trying to remember because I you know San Hagen. Thank you, bro. Yep. that's who it was. And San Hagen is San Hagen's a different level, dude. Like San Hagen you know, is one of those guys in the division that nobody outside of the top three or, or four. Are really going to be able to compete with him? I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. His his yeah. foot. He's like a like hybrid. A Cruz, right. He's literally like a hybrid of TJ Dillashaw's like power mixed with his footwork and Dominic Cruz's finesse mixed with his footwork. Mm-hmm. He's the mm-hmm. best of both both of those fighters in my opinion. I thought he won the fight against TJ. Like mm-hmm. Sanhagen's a different kind of animal, bro. Like that guy is a future champion, one hundred percent. I, I if you're asking me, like realistically, if you give him a striker. I think Umer is going to beat most strikers just because he does have the grappling in his back pocket. I think Song Yudong would be a fun matchup for as long as it lasted, but I don't think it'd go much. I think it. I think I don't think it'd go past like the Senate mark. I don't think there's a chance. I, though, as a fan, would love to see that fight. I kind of want to see him get tested a little bit more. Mm. I want to see him go against Marab Davalishvili. That's huge. That's huge. I think I think it'd be a I mean and here's the thing. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not saying Song Yudong would say no to the fight against Umer, but who the fuck is gonna want to fight Umer on a month and a half training camp? Because that's what he wants. He wants to fight again in March. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Nobody, no, nobody's no, signing up or chopping at the that. bit for that fight. <laughs> But the guy that jumped head first into a frozen river in freaking New York and busted his head open, Marab the Ballas Willie, I feel like that guy to be like, yeah, yeah, sign me up. I'll fight that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and, and, and I think... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Emiliano. No, go ahead, brother. I'll I'll jump in. Oh, I'm sorry. So so I I was just kind of add a comment. I mean, I think I think Mira's pretty damn good right now too. I mean, just He's very good I, right now. <laughs> I think based off of how he's doing, so I mean, the last couple fights I I didn't know that he was going to be so good as a takedown artist, but he's been a fantastic oh, wrestler. Oh, dude, he's an incredible so, wrestler. But I mean, if I if potential if he ends up going and fighting a guy like Umar, I mean, I I could see it. I could definitely see it being a really great fight. Now, I agree with you. I have to ask a question before before Emiliano jumps in on this. Um, and Emiliano, I want you to be the first one to answer this too. Um, would that have to be a 25-minute fight? Or would it be okay if it was a three-round fight? Uh, I think I'd want 25 minutes, but realistically, it's probably a 15-minute fight. If I'm Mar- Marab, I, there's not a lot of like, not a lot of benefit. You you don't win a lot jumping down to eleven, and it's a scary number eleven. Who has a skill set very similar to you? I'd pay to see it, but not as I'm looking at the top ten. Though I don't know who else. I mean, I think Mirab just walks through anyone else here in the top ten. So Umar might be the that might be the best challenge, the best two skill sets that you can make in that division right now. I'd want to see it 25, but I don't know if that's a main card fight. What do you boys think? I 100% agree. I would have to see it at 25 minutes, but the thing is he wants to get on that March card. They're not going to make him a main event. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it in the past for like a, a, I think who negotiated that they get a 25 minute fight as a co-main event. It was like one of the Diaz brothers. I don't know why I can't remember, but I, I remember that happening like recently in recent years. Um, so, I mean, well, yeah, Nate, or yeah, Nate versus Leon, or was it that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He negotiated for it to be a twenty-five minute fight, and then he fucking caught him with the slap in the last round. <laughs> could you imagine if he didn't stare at him and would have actually followed oh, up? My God, man. we could have oh. had a two hundred nine champ. Wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> the scenes, the scenes. He'd have been like, "Hey, motherfucker." Pound for pound, headshot, dead. Look at me now. Look at me now, 209. (laughs) I'm not surprised, motherfucker. Y'all see me slapping just now? That was pretty sick. Joe Rogan goes to take the mic away and he's like, don't make me slap you, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Every right should be a fi- every fight should be five rounders, but only because uh, we want to watch more S fans. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. The more, gr- the more long us, fights. The greed in us wants the content, but you know, I I agree with you, man. I think I think it's kind of hard. I mean, you know, a guy like a guy like Omar. The reason why I like him so much is that I like fighters that want to get right back in it. You know, hundred percent. A guy like Strickland, bro. If we were to, I mean, just to kind of bounce back off on that fight, you know, like it's nuts that he literally just had a five round fight and he wanted to get right back in there. Yeah. But it, it comes to show you again. I mean, you know, uh, and you, I'm sure you guys both can kind of fall suit on this. I mean, kind of from the times of a fighter. I mean, you know, I feel like it's hard for you to 
almost fall out of it. Like, you know, if you're, if you're really, like, say you're training throughout that whole experience and then you fight, I feel like even after that, you're not, I mean, as a fighter, I feel like you're not stopping. Like, you might, you know, take a day. I mean, it really depends, right? Like, you think, are you just getting, you know, like a guy like Normaga Medoff, do you think he's getting right back into the Oh, he's right back into camp, yeah. I mean, but but that's different. That's Mm -hmm. different, T. So, like, if we're talking about a guy like Normaga Medoff, like, those guys are from Dagestan, A. Um, The only fun thing to do in Dagestan is, like, there's that one river, and they go and swim against the stream and see who lasts the longest. So, you know, when, when... the river calms down. They wrestle bears. Um, so like for those guys, like you can't really put them in the same class as everyone else. Everybody else just celebrated Christmas and new years or, uh, you know, Kwanzaa or Hanukkah or whatever they celebrate. But a lot of people just celebrated holidays. Mm. Um, I mean, again, like when these guys celebrate a holiday, they're fasting. Like they're like the holiday requires like, discipline for these guys so like for us a holiday requires eating more food than we should on any other day and then sleeping more than we should on any other day or week so i mean most people no not really but to your point i said marab i i think marab probably is that type of guy that doesn't take any time off uh so and also, I, I just want to see that fight because I want to see someone that's going to push Marab, and we haven't really seen that recently. Like, even with Jose Aldo, I thought Jose Aldo was going to do a much better job against him, but he just didn't. Um, and, you know, Eric weighing in with the real topics here. Those Dagestanis, their basketball game is pretty legit, too. I don't know if you saw <laughs> Khabib with the three-pointers. Khalabib. Khalabib. Man, those are Joey Diaz. Khabib. That Khalabib guy. Khalabib. Uh, there was this point where Khabib traveled, and it was like, "Who's gonna?" Well, tell no, him? they do that. Who's gonna? Tell never, him? They, don't, dude, they don't dribble. No, it's it's <laughs> wrestle ball, dude. Dribble. Dude, that's so it's, awesome. So <laughs> they they play they play with wrestling shoes on, and they literally like you can take them down, like you can wrestle them, and there's no dribbling. I love that. Man. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's Dagestani <laughs> basketball. Put up two shots, and it's four dudes <laughs> wrestling four other dudes. And yeah, one guy really on the, the end the score is four zero, four two, bro. <laughs> Calabi for the three <laughs> buckets, oh <my> <laughs> dude. Honestly, oh man, I think I think we should uh, find like a you know an indoor basketball setup, and uh, we should play some Dagestani basketball, dog. Set it up. Set it I just up, don't bro. want to do it on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> Joints can't take it. Yeah. I'm too. I'm too old for that, bro. The doctor said no more. <laughs> the knees can't take it. The knees. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, there we're going there to LA go. Fitness. There we we'll go. see you there, Eric. Okay, there <laughs> <laughs> um, so honestly, I think I think Mirab versus uh, the the little the little Nurmagomedov kid. Uh, and obviously, I, I, I agree with what you guys said. I think Song Yadong would be a really great, uh, much closer matchup for him. But I also think across the next days, we'll see some rankings updates and we'll probably see Umer sitting at like number nine, um, maybe even number eight. We might see Song drop down one or two slots and then Umer drop, uh, jump up like two or three slots. If that's the I case, like I mean, I realistically, number three versus number seven or number eight, that's not really a crazy matchup for Marab. True, and then also you like you got to think. I, I know. Sorry, go ahead of me, go ahead. Emiliano. Uh, I was just saying, I like, I I know you said that um, 
when it comes to Marab, there's not a ton of like things to gain from taking that fight. But if you're Marab and everybody else says no to this kid because he's scary and he's went from not being ranked to within uh, 12 months time span being ranked number seven, top 10. And then you derail him and you make it look easy. It's pretty fucking hard to say, oh, no, you don't deserve a title shot. You've beaten everybody in the top five, including the only guy that we thought could beat everybody else in the top five. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're going to give that guy a freaking title shot. And also, if he thinks he can win, he thinks he has a, a, a solid path to victory. I mean, it's a no brainer for him, right? Because for him, yeah. he's like, OK, cool. I can out wrestle. I can chain wrestle him. And then if I'm able to do that, not take a ton of damage, then I can get the winner of Aljamain versus whoever the hell he's going to fight. Because Aljamain's still acting like Is he's he going to fight this year. He's acting like he's going to fight this year. So he's not. You guys want surgery? Well, he has a blown bicep or something, but... right? Yeah, he blew his bicep. The fuck? I mean, like, you're not going to fight with that, dude. And if you dude. are, like, you're going to look like TJ Dillashaw. Sorry, Ian, if you're watching. <laughs> well, unless and let's be honest, they're not going to wait around for Aljo. Mm. They're not going to wait all year for him. No, to I like. I actually liked Aljo before the whole like Twitter King of Cringe bullshit stick. But I, I mean, oh they God. shouldn't wait on him. It's the it's the UFC. They don't wait for anybody. They're they're the best in the world outside of the heavyweight division, um, and possibly the light heavyweight so, division right now. <laughs> yeah. So is it going to be uh, Sugar versus uh, Mister Cringe or what for the title vacant? I, that's what I think. I don't know if you watched last week's yeah. episode, but I literally, that was my prediction. I think Sugar yeah. Sean O'Malley ends up fighting the King of Cringe. And honestly, like, I think he's a bad matchup for him. I don't know if you remember the way the first fight against Demetrius Johnson went for the King of Cringe, but he got dropped by a knee to the body. Um, And it was, I think, in the first round. It was very quick in the fight. So, I granted, I know Henry Cejudo is a much better fighter than he was back then. This is like a lifetime ago in fight years. But we're also talking about a guy that wasn't supposed to stand a shot in hell against Peter Yan, and he won a split decision. And I'll take it to the grave. I actually agreed with that decision. I agree. Yeah. I don't know if I'm biased because I'm a local Arizonian now, but... I don't even <laughs> like... You know I'm not biased. I'm blocked by that guy's I know, coach. I know. <laughs> I don't Tim, like Sugar Sean O'Malley. Tim Welch? Oh, my God. His coach blocked me That's literally the, the day after the Cheeto Vera fight. Because I tweeted his coach with a, a, a video clip of his coach saying, yeah, I mean, this is an easy fight. Cheeto's easy money, dude. Cheeto's money in the bank. Yeah, it's him. So I, I tagged him in that video, and I was like, dude, this age like milk, huh? Like milk. <laughs> I also found out I'm blocked by Gina Carano, which I don't know what I said to get blocked by Gina Carano. But the fact that Gina Carano knows who I am and went to my page to block me. I mean, that makes me a legend, I think. I don't know. You're, you're a legend, so, John yeah, Stark. I'll I think it. you're a legend I'll after that. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Um, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We won't take up all day for you. I know some people have some work to do. Uh, Ian, looking at you. Oh and um, we, uh, we would appreciate it if you guys liked, comment, subscribe, and smash that bell for notifications, as always. And uh, we will see you same time, same place next week. Might try and get in another episode uh, later on this week or in the middle of the week to go over the upcoming pay-per-view. Uh, if you want to jump in on the festivities and join in on this, please let me know. Oh, real quick, real quick. We can't end right now. We're going to take it to the next like three minutes. <laughs> that Mikey Mushimashi match on one. 
I don't know if you guys watched it, but I know you guys got Amazon Prime. So download Prime Video. Okay, My everybody man, watching probably has Amazon Prime. Pizza, Bro. Legend, pizza legend Mikey fought. Bro, did you see that? That guy's <sighs> knee. Oh, dude. His knee looked like it was literally rotating out. I've oh. never heard Mary freak out so much during a fight. It oh was wild. Gosh. It was wild. They had him fight like a, a, a um, uh, uh, no, Khabib with training wheels. It was a Dagestani guy. Um, or no, he trains in Dagestan or something like that. Or no, he's not Dagestani. He's freaking Sambo. He's a Sambo guy. Uh, but dude, yeah, I agree. I agree, Eric. His opponent was Wolverine. Like <laughs> healing factor engage. It was it was wild. It's like, oh, you broke my knee? I'll just let it heal itself over the next 30 seconds while I wrestle with you. Like, it was oh, wild. Now. Oh. It is, oh, dude. Oh, oh, I just literally, like, cringed uh, just thinking about it. It's honestly, that kid's insane. He's insanely good. And uh, shout out Kiai, one of the homies. He actually works over at One. And he's been putting us on some of these fighters for a while now. And I got to say, that last event was a banger of an event. I, I watched over half of it. I did have to go to dinner, uh, but geez, dude, it was a really great event. Really, really solid fights. If you want to see some really, really solid Brazilian jiu-jitsu, just like, uh, you know, combat grappling and Muay Thai, geez, really good. Uh, Mikey Musumeci is literally the future. I want, and this is this is just the glutton in me, you know? I, I can't just have a good thing and, and let it be good enough. I want to see this guy break into mixed martial arts. Kiai, if you're listening, can you plant the seed? Can you send me a video of him in sparring? Can can he just like not take punches? What's happening? I want to see this guy fight, fight. I think he's a world breaker in grappling, and he could be our age, our day and ages, like literal Hoist Gracie. Wow. I really do. Wow. And I mean, unless he unless he just just has a glass chin, which if, if that's the case, that's fine. Like, keep doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'll still watch your matches and watch you just reap people's legs to hell. Um, but God, dude, you guys watched that fight. We're going to weigh in a little bit more on that one in the next episode, Eric, for sure. So thanks for thanks for that call out. Um, I'm going to get the word Mongolian off the screen. I don't want people to think that we're being, you know, uh, weird. Um, <laughs> just like <laughs> Mongolian. That's what's for lunch. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we will <laughs> barbecue. We'll go over that uh, in the next one. And I, I we, we will talk about this. We will talk about this as a hypothetical matchup. I think, I mean, this, I'm going to have dreams about this tonight, Eric. Thank So, uh, again, thanks again, everybody that tuned in. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Shan, Super Silly Shy Guy. Thank you, Bill Henricks. Uh, honest, everybody that dropped in. Thanks for commenting. Thanks for being a part of the show, Tien, Emiliano. Um, one of these days, we're going to have to get the other half of crude analysis on here. That guy's MIA, but I get we will. it. I get we it. We will. We will. He has to. He has to. He has to. We're going we're gonna to throw some bricks on his hand. I know he has bricks for hand, so we're going to have to bring him into to play soon. But Brother's hey, got a mean it's, left hook. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, it's an honor to see Emiliano in here, though. Seriously, man. Appreciate you jumping in. Great to see you, brother. Until next great, time, great. man. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You guys, again... Thanks, everybody, for joining, and we will see you next time. <laughs>